thank you for this anointing that breaks the yoke. Thank you for the Spirit of the Lord that is upon me. Anoint these lips of clay. Touch every heart and every mind this morning. Lift the spirit of discouragement and the fear. Cause your spirit to rule and reign over every situation. Bless your people this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Somebody say amen this morning. Glory be to God. You were made for dominion. You were made to rule and reign in this life. And it is a great honor and a great privilege this morning. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Psalms chapter 8 and verse 6. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. We are busy with something in the ministry that's really taking it to the next level on some of the things that God has called us to do. And um, it's always been in our hearts to raise up sons and daughters. It's part of our mandate. And anytime you find sons and daughters, you find them being fruitful. And fruitfulness leads to dominion. Because anytime you find poverty, you need to find a people that are not productive. Anytime you have need a handout from government, Jezebel wants to be a part of that. She wants to be the one that anybody that sits around Jezebel's table, every single one of them are neutered. They do not have the ability to produce. And so when you're dealing with the kingdom of God and you're coming into a place of dominion, God is going to make sure that you, number one, become fruitful. Everybody say fruitful. Because out of fruitfulness, when you find a people who are in poverty, you will find a non-productive people but you were called to be fruitful in this life because God, it was the command from the beginning of time that you then be fruitful. And when you are fruitful, it leads to multiplication and dealing with all, subduing all competition and a place of dominion. It is God's order. So when you're dealing with Jezebel, Jezebel will always get you to sit around the table and not produce anything. That's a foul spirit. Jezebel in the book of Revelation, Jesus says you did not deal with the spirit of Jezebel. You should have dealt with her. You're eating from a table. You're listening to her rubbish. Jezebel is a foul spirit that'll make sure anybody that's around her is not fruitful. And anytime you find Elijah come, Elijah comes, when you speak about that, you'll find that she goes and attacks Elijah. I've been under attack this week because we've had our first sons and daughters conversation and we're busy dealing with every one of them coming into a place of fruitfulness. And so the enemy will come and try and put me under pressure. But I want the devil to know today that he's under my feet and he's under your feet. Our sons and daughters are going to rise up this morning with the resurrected strength and ability and power. And you're going to become all that God has called you to be. I see you fruitful. I see you multiplying. I see you breaking out of that place sir, of needing a hand handout uh, of you needing to pay and be a consumer. I see you a producer. I see you becoming all that God has called you to be. Come on, where are the sons in this house? Uh, where are the new wine skins that God has got? I'm getting ready to preach this morning. I want you to know that God has got you on his mind this morning. I want you to know you're never going to be a begging basket. You're never going to be a begging bowl. You're never going to be standing in a queue begging anybody for anything. You are in the kingdom of God. Uh, you were made for dominion. Your days of paying tax are over. You are living in a tax-free zone. The hand of God is upon your life. I want Jezebel to know we're going to deal with her this morning and we're going to feed her to the dogs. She belongs under your feet. You are made for fruitfulness. The days of you being unproductive are gone. You are rising up out of the structures of religion and you're coming into the kingdom of God and you're coming with an anointing and you're coming with your gift and your gift will make room for you and will bring me before great men and the spirit of the Lord is upon you this morning you're going to break from the spirit of poverty you're going to break from the curse that has held you bound you're going to rule as you were made to rule you're going to have dominion as God intended you to have dominion you're going to walk in victory all the days of your life there'll be no iniquitous pattern that will rule over you David said Lord deliver me from every kind of the rule of men deliver me from iniquitous patterns anything that is stopping my
my progress. I want to rebuke that spirit this morning. Your days of delay are over. God gave you a word in Jesus' mighty name. This wind of the spirit is beginning to blow. If I'm not going to preach to you, I'm going to preach to myself this morning. But I want the devil to know that he's under my feet. And you need to rise up to your feet this morning and give God a shout and a hallelujah and say, this is my breakthrough. This is my season of breakthrough. I want the devil to know our sons and daughters are rising up and we're coming. We're coming to those mountains. We're going to deal with this thing in Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to God. Just clap your hands and bless the Lord this morning. Come on, clap your hands better than that. And give a shout to God. I want to deal this morning with a couple of things. Luke chapter 5, verse 36. Luke chapter 5, 36. It says, then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. You're going to have to learn as a son of God in this season to deal with the new garment that God has got for you. You're coming into an apostolic structure, but the structure is not rigid. It's flexible. This cloth that God, this garment that God is cutting for this generation, this transition's taking place, and God is pouring new wine, but He can't do it in an old wineskin. Your old religious structures aren't going to work in the season. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. It makes a tear. And also, the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. I want you to take this television in front of me. Please, I need you to turn it. Just a little bit. And no one puts a new wine, puts new wine into old wineskins. No, it's not straight. I want you to turn it toward me, this way. Thank you. Or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. So God's got a plan, and He's doing a new thing, but He needs a kind of people that will be able to be flexible. You cannot bring a religious structure into the kingdom of God and think you're going to live. It doesn't work. This change, this paradigm shift that must take place, is a, is a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's got a, what God wants to do, we, we can't give him an old structure. Your, your religious and denominational mindset is not going to work in here. It's not going to work in here. You're looking for a mic, you're looking for a way to preach. And someone said this before, and we're now starting to see it. The dinosaurs of the future will be the choirs that we put up in churches. The structures that we put in churches. And it's happening right now. Because we're never going to be the same again. And the church and its function is never going to be the same again. Of course they'll be gathering. But the way we're going to reach the world, we're going to need to be flexible. We're going to need to understand social media. We're going to have to understand how this world works and how things work because God has got a new thing for you. Let me, let me share this with you. So nine years ago, there's a picture that we have. And I want you to know we had some graphic artists who did it. It was a, a really terrible picture. The graphics was terrible. But this is what we had. This was nine years ago. Is the picture up? There we are. Look at the name of the ministry. The name of the ministry at that time was Living Life. And we hosted Dr. Miles Monroe. Sunday the 4th of September. We're celebrating. This is nine years ago. And he came with a message, Rediscovering the Kingdom. We had two services. But we shut that whole area down. We had 8 o'clock news coming in while the worship team had started and we were looking to host doctor, bring Dr. Miles in, he was still in the air. He flew from Namibia. And so they said there's a delay, he can't land the plane. Ended up at Lanceria. If you were there that day and you were serving in any way, please give a shout out, type in there, I was there. And God has done a new work, a new thing in our lives, right? So, so I come to God that day and we come into a building 
It's nine years ago, and we've been there a year. It takes all the time and the effort to build. And I'm not suggesting this to any young man. You need to get some wisdom. We were just trying, I was just following God. And I wanted what God had for us. And as living life, I just knew John 10, 10, is come to give us life, life in abundance to the full until it overflows. And God leads us in a path and we begin to pray and we, God opens up this door in this, in this huge warehouse. And in this warehouse, we had soccer pitches and we were doing different things. And so the kingdom mindset of how to transform communities was inside of me. But my ignorance, my naivety, not knowing enough, I was producing a legitimate harvest out of an illegitimate womb. Remember, Abraham gives God Ishmael. He says, I told you you're going to have sons, but it's an illegitimate womb. So anytime, so the day that I'm pushing for this, by then we were already running soccer and we were doing a whole bunch of things in this warehouse. It was 6,000 squares. And Dr. Miles comes and God gives us the grace. The hosting of Dr. Miles was a lot of money. And the more we spoke about it, the Lord said to me, I want you to shut up about it. Because in the kingdom of God, it, isn't, it wasn't a payment. It was a seed. Because God does nothing with outside of a seed. Outside of love and outside of your faith. So we host Dr. Miles. And the first time he takes the stage, he stands up, he says, I'm changing the name of this church. From living life to kingdom life. The very next month, we lost the building. And of course, while it was two services and it was an amazing thing, and they said, wow, look at Pastor Max, look what the Lord is doing. I had no, no idea, number one, about the kingdom, really. And number two, that actually what's inside of me was apostolic. I'm a pastor and I'm looking for sons. Legitimate harvest, illegitimate womb. Because the structures inside of me and the thinking inside of me had nothing to do with the kingdom of God, per se. It had everything to do with it. But what I was trying to produce out of the womb of my spirit was, was going to, even though it was for sons, it never lasted. So God, in the na last nine years, we had to go and shift and now become a new wineskin to contain what God has got and what God wants done. And so the nine year, the last nine years, the journey, we flew out. So the next month, we lose the building, but I'm booked on a flight to go to the Bahamas and to Chicago. So I went and I prayed and I said to the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? The Lord says, I want you to go. But what about the people? He says, I'll take care of them. And those that don't need to be here and shouldn't be here, it's not a problem. But I want you to obey me. And I want you to honor my voice. And I want you to come after me with everything. Because the kingdom doesn't pursue you. You must pursue the kingdom. You must seek it and you must make it first. But Lord, what about the church? The people said I'm irresponsible. The people accused me of a whole bunch of things. But all I was doing was following God. Little did I know. Little did I know. If I tell you about the rental of that building... It cost us 220,000. That was the price. Didn't cost us. That was the price per month. 220,000 rand. God, we never paid for that thing the whole year. I was believing God for the whole building to come. That's what we were pressing into. We lost the building. And now we're sitting with all the chairs and the speakers and we're saying, God, what do we do? We take the trip to the, to the States. Brian, they are having service outside of the building. And now we're having to navigate the next. But now watch. God is having to deal with my rigidness and my stiffness of how church works. Is God not dealing with the same in this generation? Ten years later, we've gone through a whole decade of having to go with God and say, God, make us. Don't. We were passed down a model of church. And you were passed down a model of how things should work. And if you do not become a new wineskin, you can't contain the new that God has got for you. Name change of the church, mission, structures, that 10 years later, 
we now have a campus and we're building an apostolic center with sons and daughters that are beginning to possess the lands. Come on, somebody. It was in my heart the way God wanted it. Now it's coming out of the proper womb. It's called the kingdom of God. Can somebody shout yes and amen? Glory be to Jesus. And so here's the deal with the kingdom of God. If you do not understand this in this season, I am grateful to God that after 10 years, we're sitting now, not necessarily with the buildings yet. I said yet. But God's given us the message. And the message is what saves people. God has lifted up all the confusion. Because the sons and daughters model does not come from a pastoral church. It comes from an apostolic church. The kingdom that you need to go and possess media arts and entertainment, um, science and technology, all of the possession of governments and all that's required does not come out of a pastoral model. It comes out of a kingdom model and it must be an apostolic people. Come on, we're raising up an apostolic people in this season. God's got sons and daughters across the globe. Uh, these are influences wherever they go. They're coming to the top of their mountain. I'm prophesying that over you in the name of Jesus. Uh, I see your sons and daughters rising up. And when any time you are dealing with sons and daughters, here comes Jesse to try and mess with the model. The reason why you're under pressure as a son and daughter of God is because Jezebel hates the fact that you need to go and produce for the kingdom of God. The pressure you're feeling is Jezebel telling you there's no way you can become fruitful. But I want you to understand the importance of honor in this moment. As a new wineskin, I had to now come look at and say, do I go after the church and make sure all the people are staying together? That's what the pastor would do. But an, an apostle would get up from where he is, follow God, and say that the next is here, the new is here, God's going to do a new thing inside of me, and I need a fresh anointing. Is there anybody willing to break from the structures, break from the old order, and say, my new day has come, there is a new and a fresh anointing? Because anytime you bring a, 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 a political or a denominational structure into the kingdom of God, you lose. And how do we know that? It speaks about Saul and David. Saul, the Bible says, when David became king, God raises him up, puts his anointing on the boy. It says the house of Saul became weaker and weaker. The house of David became stronger and stronger. We are fighting denominational and religious structures. And I'm telling you today, in those religious structures, nobody becomes fruitful. What are you looking for? You're looking to raise up a leader for the organization. But in the kingdom of God, it's an organization of leaders. So now let's deal with the honoring the call of God. So I'm leaning into God. And before we lost the building, I'm, I'm interceding in the week. And I'm praying. And I have this vision of a massive seed. Massive seed that enters into the building. I have a vision. And I said to the Lord, what is that? This is after with this event. The Lord said to me, I've given you this kingdom seed. You need to guard it with everything inside of you. Because God was going to make us a carrier of this kingdom seed. We wanted the sports. We wanted to raise up the next generation. We're doing it now. And it's working in the structures now. But what we were trying to produce then through a pastoral model was never going to work. God knew it. It was a desire inside of me. I just didn't know how. So to anybody that followed me then and maybe had a challenge, you'll forgive me. I was just following God. Just trying to hear His voice. Just trying to find out how. Just a clear desire. Go with me to Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Give me 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. Thank you. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. He's a boy. Remember it's the same Samuel that anoints David. Touches the next generation. 
But this boy is struggling because he's, he's been trained in a religious structure that God is dismantling. And the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. There was no widespread revelation of the kingdom of God. We were never taught that in Bible school. I never understood. They, they don't preach it. So the revelation of the kingdom of God and the mystery, every time I get into the, into the presence of God, fast and pray for 21 days, all I get out is one word, one, one scripture, Mark 4, 11. To you has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom. I'm like, God, what? This mystery is a mystery. No widespread re spread revelation. And I'm just trying to follow God. God opens up doors for the buildings and, and the like. And of course, then the, the door shut because God was shutting the season, the old season. And I wasn't going to be burdened with a building. Because when you come into the kingdom of God, it's a tax-free zone. That's why it says, don't worry. So it came to pass at that time while Eli was laying down in his place. When his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see. No more revelation from the previous generation. I'm talking about religious structures. You're watching that the, more and more of them. Others are sending me messages. I'm coming to join your church. This is 8 o'clock this morning. Because the sons are pre pressing into the kingdom. They're breaking from religious structures because they want to see the kingdom at work. Because the eyes, God is causing the eyes of the religious structures and denominations to grow dimmer and dimmer. They don't see this revelation. And God was giving it to us. But I had to move. You have to move with God. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, he's supposed to be running with vision, but he's lying in the same place of the religious structures where the leader is. Now the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli. He runs to the religious structure and says, here I am, for you've called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down again. And then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and he said, here I am. For you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. That's when you're feeling God. I'm feeling there's something that I've got to do for God. And my previous place where I went to Bible school in the church I was in. And when I said, I need to move. They said to me, no, 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 we raising up as a pastor in this church. I went to the Lord. The Lord says, I didn't ask you to be a pastor in the church. I am calling you. Somebody don't understand that God is calling you. There's a call of God upon your life, man. There is something that God wants you to do. And the enemy wants you to keep you in the structures. You don't know about the kingdom of God, but God is calling you. It's a fight that you are in and you're under pressure to go back to the old structure. But I'm telling you that God is calling you, child of God. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. I feel and I can sense it. You see, the kingdom of God is so awesome. The kingdom of God is so awesome. There is always a pull of the kingdom of God on the inside of you. You don't fully understand where you are going to, but you sense there is something about my life. I know that you're feeling it this morning. I know it's not just even the fact that, 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 that you can't, you're not skilled. It's not the fact that you're not, they don't like you in the company. It's not the fact that they don't want you there. It's just that you know something inside of you is so strong. It's called the kingdom of God because there's always a pull when it comes to the kingdom. He says, here I am, you did call me. Then Eli perceived. May the perception, may you perceive 
the new season. I'm doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? I am doing a brand new thing in your life. Don't you perceive it? Don't you understand that God is calling you? Child of God, you must become a new wineskin. You're going to have to learn how to honor the voice of God. You're going to have to learn how to come after God with everything inside of you. I did not know 10 years ago that there'll be a pandemic and that people will be in a fight for their lives. I did not know that but all I know is if I was in a religious structure I would not be able to help the people or get up and say let me honor God's voice let me go and open up the church the Lord said to me go and open that church now you're gonna help me with this thing you guys are making me strain and the Lord called Samuel again the third time and he rose and went to Eli and said here I am for you did call me Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, speak Lord for your servant years. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Devil, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. How many times is God calling you? How many times is God calling you? What's he calling you into? A place of fruitfulness that you can have dominion in your life and as long as you keep on saying amen and amen and shouting and shouting amen and lifting your songs I'm decreeing and declaring no one will walk back through these doors that have no desire to become fruitful you will not return into these structures unfruitful. You're going to have an encounter with God. You're going to hear His voice where you are. And you're going to become all that God has called you to be. Somebody shout yes and amen. May you hear the Lord call you this morning. May you say, here I am, Lord. Send me. Speak, Lord, for your servant years. Hear me today, child of God. I don't care how much of business you've got. I don't care how much of gifting you've got. I don't care how much they're honoring you in the world. It means nothing when you're standing before the Lord. I had to lay aside my agenda. I had to lay aside my religious affiliation. I had to lay aside my, my plan. I had to go and say, I'm picking up the compass with God. And I'm coming after God with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my strength. I just want to serve you. Lord I might be an embarrassment to the world but before you I need to honor your voice I need to hear what you've got to say to my heart Lord I want what you have for me I feel the anointing in this place that God is calling somebody into their destiny oh don't hang around religious structures Jezebel wants to control you Jezebel doesn't want you to produce but the kingdom of heaven is commanding and demanding that you produce that you become fruitful for God that you become all that God has called you to be you are made for dominion you are made to rule in this life don't let the enemy put you under their structures don't let the enemy lie to you don't let it look good on Facebook but needs means nothing in the face of God don't let the enemy draw you and say that's where you need to be the devil is a liar you are made for dominion you are made to rule you are made to overcome you have made all things are under your feet there must be a sense there was a sense I went after God and I don't know who this is for this morning but your days of playing church are over child of God brothers and sisters you gotta hear me you cannot be playing with us anymore do you not know that the next 10 years are going to look nothing like the last 10 years? Your days of comfortability and being the one that just hovers around the church and just hovers around the religious circles, it's got to break in the name of Jesus. It's got to break from the lies of the enemy because God is calling you. God is calling you into a place. I feel this anointing this morning, my God. You were made for dominion. 
You were made to rule, not to be ruled. My God, you're gonna help your people this morning. I feel a strong anointing in this place. It's a pull by the Spirit of God. And so we make this trip for the first time nine years ago, first time out of the, out of the, out of the nation. And God gives me fathers. You gotta fix this, this thing, guys. You gotta fix it. And every year we've gone and traveled for Facebook and social media. You got the pictures of all the nice stuff. You don't know about the pressing in. You don't know about the pressing into the kingdom. We don't tell you that part because nobody's gonna tell you that part of what it took to press into the kingdom. We haven't arrived. But we've never stopped pressing from the first day we heard that we are no longer living life. Living life has got to do with Christ himself. And it's right that you must be saved. But he's the door to a whole new dimension of living. That's why the Bible says, do not conform to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. Job 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Oh, you've got to hear me, child of God. The years of pleasures, the days of prosperity, Satan always wants to offer you that without obeying God, but not in the kingdom of God. God, we know about the pleasures outside of God. We know about serving Satan and him giving you things. He offered that to Jesus. He says, you don't have to go through and obey God. I can give you things. I, if you bow down and worship me, but the devil is a liar. I want you to know this morning that the pleasures, the free things in the kingdom of God, it all comes by obeying and serving the Lord. Because the enemy will always offer you pleasures and greatness without obeying and serving God. But the Bible is clear. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. Somebody shout amen. It is conditional. Please hear me. Hear me. Look at the world. Look at the world around you. And you will see how they're spending their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. But it's got nothing to do with God. Yet in the kingdom of God, the greatness, the pleasures, the prosperity, the long life, it's all in the kingdom. What's the end game with, with Satan? He wants you to have the goods without your God. He wants you to have this so-called enjoyable life, but he's after your soul. He'll give you everything that you want because he knows when he controls your soul, this life and the life you're after, He'll have you. The devil is a liar. This thing changes this morning. And here's the deal with the kingdom. The kingdom will forever be pulling you. It's pulling you. Dr. Miles gave me a look. And he said, son, worry. There's no worry in the kingdom. He must have looked at me stressed out how to pay the bills. He says, it doesn't work in the kingdom. Your days of worrying are over. He brings us in and he basically said to me, I'm having my conference next month in, in Bahamas. You better be there. It was the pull. There was something inside of this man that I needed. I needed to know what's he living by. What's this thing on the inside of him? And many people are feeling this right now as I'm preaching. You know that there's something else. You, you've been too stressed out. You've been too worried about so many things. You've been anxious about many things. You have lost even, you, you're thinking, God, what about all these things? And the devil's trying to, you see, here's the thing, guys. Here's the family. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. If Satan gave you this mic, this mic, the speakers, he can take it. But when God gives it to you, 
No man can touch your stuff. And if he does touch my stuff, he's going to replace it with brand new stuff. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing me? You touch my car, I'm going to get back seven in the name of Jesus. You touch my house, you're going to pay because the thief must be, if he's caught, he must pay back seven times. You'll never touch your stuff again. It's the kingdom. There's protection. There's immunity. You ask an ambassador who stays in another country. Dr. Winston was explaining that last night about how he goes into Haiti. The place is a mess. And right in the center of it is this one house. Green lawns, building, security, perfect. And he asked that, but why this house and all this? They say that's the ambassador from the United States. His house is different to what it looks like to anywhere else. His protection, his provision, his salary does not come from these people. He doesn't live on the same level of the economy of the people in the land. Are you searing me today? When you're a kingdom ambassador, wherever you go, your life is off limits to the enemy. God paid the bills for our flights. God paid our accommodation. God made sure we could enjoy the dolphins. God made sure we can get some shopping done because kingdom provides for you wherever you go. When the kingdom is first, Somebody shout yes You have to become a new wineskin You have to become a new wineskin And here's the thing God is calling this boy Samuel And he's making him the new wineskin for the next generation And I might not be preaching to everybody this morning But there's somebody that begins to understand That God is doing a new thing in their lives And you have to obey the spirit of the Lord this morning because you see, here's the thing that he was, the major lesson that Samuel walks away that day. Eli dies and his sons die. Because they're in a structure and they're perverting the kingdom of God. He takes Samuel and Samuel becomes the prophet for the nation. And God has to work within him. Here's the power. He now becomes a vessel in the hand of God. But what's the number one thing that makes you a vessel of honor? Is hearing his voice. You start to begin to put pressure on your life for the number one thing, I need to hear you speak, Lord. You can't come into your new season without hearing what God is saying. I had to make a decision. Are you going to stay in the structure or are you going to follow me? What are you going to do? And when you pray, that's why the presence of God becomes the number one thing for you. Because you begin to hear what God is saying and He begins to pull you in a direction. It's the pull. It's the magnetic force. The kingdom is not just, well, it's there. It's pulling you. It's not like it's just, well, it was a good message. You're kidding me. This thing is real. And it's going to pull you into a place of fulfilling your destiny, your purpose. I could have never stood here this morning. I could have never traveled the globe. I could never be sitting on the board of Bill Winston if there wasn't a pool happening somewhere where sons and daughters had understand that there's a pool somewhere. Can somebody shout, there's a pool somewhere. God is pulling me. Come on. I feel the pull of God in the season. You need to understand that anybody who wants to honor God gets the pull of God in their life. You are supposed to walk with an understanding. There's something going on here. Woo. Oh, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20. But in a great house, do you understand that the kingdom is a great house? Do you understand that the kingdom is a great house? They are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of, of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, some of you in the valley of decision, I need to keep following the world or I need to come after God. You, 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 you can sense that there's something about your life that there's a call of God. You can sense that there's a phone ringing. You can sense that there's something happening in your life that God is calling you into this place. Hear me today. It's not good enough to know that you're in 2020, the year of plenty. You know, 2020 vision and all the nice sayings. No, no, no. When God is busy with someone's life, He's calling you. 
There are people even in the structures of old structures that will begin to tell you that God is calling you. You'll start to sense that unease. It's called a divine dissatisfaction. I can't lay down anymore. I'm going to have to get up and I've got to go and inquire from the Lord. I can't be laying down in my slumber in my sleep. I know that there's some business that God wants me to do for the kingdom of God. I know that this building is huge. And I know that the stage is wonderful. But I know that there's a call of God upon my life. I know that it looks really good in the eyes of the world. But there's something about God calling me into a place of victory and to a place of prominence uh, and a place of anointing come on somebody you know there's a day we're gonna have to break from daddy's house God said to Abraham come out from your family come out from your culture come out from your religious structures I will make your name greater I will bless you you will be a blessing God is doing this for the people in the season I can feel it by the Spirit of God and if you obey and serve him you will spend your days in prosperity you will have pleasures he says if anyone cleanses himself from the latter so God has got everybody saved those that are saved but it's a great house and he says if anyone cleanses himself from the latter he'll be a vessel of honor sanctified and useful for the master God wants to make you useful but how does he make you useful he sanctifies you. What does it mean? To be set apart. He wants to make you a vessel. But God doesn't choose who, who's going to be a vessel of honor or not. We do. What an embarrassment. I thought you were anointed. I thought, I thought you were kingdom man. We hosted the city. Pastors came from everywhere. We're part of this thing. And the next month, I'm like walking in all the goods out of the, the building on a Monday morning. Embarrassed. Publicly. The Lord said to me, but I was publicly humiliated. Humiliated. What's up with you? But I'm making you a vessel of honor. And are you going to follow me or are you going to go with them? Are you going to follow the crowd or are you going to come after me? Are you hearing me call you? Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he'll be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master. Prepared. What is the last 10 years about? Prepare. Come on, somebody, God is preparing you. You're wondering why people have rejected you. You wonder why people have walked away from you. You're wondering why people are not speaking to you anymore. Because God has set you apart. He is preparing you for where you are going to. Can somebody shout amen? Next verse. Okay. So, anytime you come into the kingdom of God, you have to make a decision. Whether you're going to follow God's voice or not, He's calling. All God ever does is talk. He talks so much that He called Himself the Word. You need to hear what God is saying in this season. But what's amazing, God can speak through billboards to you. He can speak through other people to you. But what is He doing? He's calling you. He's just calling you. He's calling you. So wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. Difference in moments. It's a different moment than any other moment. Difference in people, difference in places, difference in voices. The voice of God is going to become the number one thing in your life that gets you to follow after God. And what God is doing, anybody who wants to hear the voice of God, He'll help you and He'll pull you. The reason why most people are not hearing is because they're not interested really in God. But if you make a desire, if you, the Bible says, that God can, when you seek Him, you don't have to actually find Him. You can just pursue God. And God will reward you. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But your lifelong journey now with God is I'm on the search. 
I didn't know anything from leadership to kingdom to books. We've spent so much just training in the last 10 years because we wanted to be useful for the master. So wisdom is the ability to recognize difference. Moments, places, people, voices. That's what God was training him up. Samuel had to now learn to hear the voice of God. Why do you want to know, why do you need the wisdom? Why do you want to recognize difference? So you may know whom to honor. Honoring the voice of God will be your savior. It will save you. Honor, what is honor? Honor is the willingness to reward somebody for their difference. The Holy Spirit speaks like no one else. The Holy Spirit in your life is like no one, no other voice. And anytime he speaks, it's to honor his voice. God, which way do I go? But the church, Lord, they're going to say I'm irresponsible. The Lord says, follow me. Did you not do the same with Peter, Luke, all the apostles to break from a place, to bring them into a, a kingdom? Every successful endeavor in life can be traced back to a place where you've chose to honor. We're speaking about years of pleasure and prosperity. We're speaking about long life. We're speaking about you becoming all that God has called you to be. Every successful endeavor in life can be traced back to a place where you chose to honor. On that day, I said, I'll honor your voice. On that day, people left, people said things about me. Thank God it wasn't so much, I wasn't so much on Facebook because it would have been a real mess. But people have never forgotten that I left them once upon a time. But I chose to honor the voice of God. We're sitting now and God has done a tremendous work in the sons and daughters and they're busy occupying mountains. But I had to follow God. What was I doing? I had to become a new wineskin for the kingdom of God because God was doing a brand new thing in my life. So I had to go and learn how to change and go with God. If you fail in life, we can trace it back to a place where you fail to honor. There are people that got up and said never again and walked away. And there's days that God has called us to sow and to make sacrifices because sons understand the power of honor in the kingdom of God. Honoring God. It's not about your money. Tithing is an honor principle. The difference between the poor and the prosperous is simply found in whom they have chosen to honor. When you become a, a, a vessel of honor, the number one thing is that you hear the voice of God and then you follow in and if you don't, if you can't, if you can't hear him, you read him. Because once God spoke, twice I've heard. God will give you the, the logos to follow, to eventually hear his voice. The book of Esther is really about a dishonorable woman who failed to honor her husband and the, the king. What's the point? Honor makes you a fragrance. Dishonor makes you an odor. You, the, dishonorable people give off a stench, man. When I come around you, I can smell Jezebel from afar off. You can, fell, you can smell a Judas in your midst from afar. People don't understand that because if they give off a, an odor, it's something about them. It's like this person, they don't know when to call. They don't know how to behave. They're living life that's dishonorable. They're not even a vessel of honor. No time for them because they give off an odor. And maybe if you can't smell the, the odor, it could be that you've been hanging around them too long. You're starting to smell like them. I see you. Honorable people will see it. I didn't even know when I was being dishonorable before I was saved and following God. People looked at you and said, but listen to what is coming out of this man's mouth. This rubbish. All dishonorable. More than the alcohol on your breath that's dishonoring. There's an odor that comes from the people that are dishonorable. I get up and I walk away from them. 
you hang around with that with that dishonorable people you'll soon start to smell like the stench that they give off listen to me sons i'm speaking to sons that are willing to become fruitful for the kingdom of god people who fail to enter into heaven and have eternal life will be traced back to the day and to the place when they were preached the word of God and they failed to honor Jesus Christ. Because there are no dishonorable people in heaven. There's a place that God made, it's called hell. He separates honor and dishonor. God himself makes a clear distinction between sinners and saints. He treats you differently to anybody else because you've chosen to honor him with your lifestyle, with your finances, with your time, with your prayer, with your family. Don't you think that I should be different to anybody else? Come on, your life should be different to anybody else. God should give you victory. God should give you a breakthrough when you've heard his voice. He's the one who teaches you to profit and he leads you by the way that you should go. This is what tithing is all about the people say ah the church just wants your money the devil is a liar he's full of dishonor god wants you to know that you are a child and a son and a daughter of honor the key to success is found in whom you've chosen to honor john and judas had the same mentor it's not who teaches you it's who you believe you can smell it gives it's 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 something God has given me that is just like sometimes you know it doesn't allow me to hover in a place too long amongst dishonorable people and you should be the same you should be getting up from a place and saying these people don't honor God these people don't they don't know about worship they don't think the church is anything prisons are full because no one taught them how to honor. We can predict your future by seeing whom you honor. Child of God, Sunday mornings is special. Saturday morning to pray, it's special for us. Your time in the morning, the word of God, reading the word, listening to his voice shutting down everything else around you laying in bed the way you're laying with that pajamas all the disturbing dogs are barking you got some rusts on the one side tell me how you ever did that in the church the reason why we come to church is because this is a place where we put everything aside to honor god our worship is important you want to come into all that God has got for you? You have to become a new wineskin. Let me end. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. Let's pick up the B part of it. But now, says the Lord, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. <laughs> the Bible says of Samuel that the Lord made sure that none of his words that he spoke fell to the ground. This is natural. When I drop this, it's a natural thing. But a spiritual thing must change the atmosphere. Your prayers must shift the atmosphere. It's weighty. It mustn't be like, God, I ask you for this. And it's just like, whatever, lightly esteemed. God says this thing in the kingdom of God, it's honor for honor. If you honor me, I will honor you. And I'm speaking to sons because God is calling you to obey his voice and to hear the call this season and to bring you into your destiny and to become all that God has called God for you. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. I've got to end. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, this is that year, where the thing 
that is ruling on your heart, ruling in your heart. The king that you've set up, the idol that you've set up, must die. The reason why most people don't see the Lord is they've got too many things sitting on the throne of their hearts. It's dishonorable before the Lord. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. God's a jealous God. He's not going to compete with your stuff. He's not our buddy. May the fear of the Lord come back on this generation. Above it stood Sarah from each one had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered, faces, two covered his feet and with two he flew. And one cried out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. That's what they see. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him. By the voice. By the voice. You can't want to speak for God until you've heard the voice of God. The voice of him cried out and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, who is me for I am undone. Because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a live coal which he had taken from the tongs with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom? Listen to the invitation. He did not say to Isaiah, You are called. He just said, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us. He lifted up his hand and he said, Here I am. Send me. Is there anybody going to rise up this morning to their feet and say, Father, I don't care about the embarrassment. I don't care about the religious structures. I don't care what the enemy has been trying to tell me that I've got to hold on to. But in this season, I need to come after you with everything. Hands lifted and saying, Lord, here I am. Send me. I'm not going to enter into this month of September without you touching my life and letting me see and putting the tongs, a coal of fire on my lips. But I need to see you and I'm saying to you today, my God, I've come to seek your kingdom first. I want to be the one that you can use in the season for your kingdom and for your glory. I want to be the one that breaks out of living life and coming into kingdom life. I am the one that you need to use in the season. I am asking you to speak to my heart and to speak to my mind. Lord, forgive me for holding on to my little life where there is a great kingdom life that you have for me. Forgive me for holding on to structures that you cannot use anymore because the past is gone. Come on, child of God. The fresh apostolic structures that God has got for this generation in the mighty name of Jesus. There is fresh, there is a fresh place that God wants to touch the sons and daughters this morning. Just keep standing, I'm done. The apostolic becomes perverted when you try to put it into an old wineskin. Instead of producing sons and daughters, it will produce slaves and servants. Instead of producing an apostolic environment of liberty conducive to creativity and innovation. Are you hearing me, sons and daughters? It's a season of creativity and innovation, but it can only come through sons and daughters in an apostolic structure where experimentation with new ideas are welcomed in a climate of culture of risk-taking. Instead of that ideal, it will produce an environment of control. You are not yet, we're not yet to control you because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh yes, Lord, this is trying to protect what was built in a previous structure. The devil is a liar. We're going to have youngsters come through in the season. We're going to see them operate with businesses. They'll become multi-millionaires in six months. God will do a work inside of them because they're broken out of religious structures. Oh my God, forgive us for, the, for, for in the circles where the purity of the true apostolic has been diluted with religion and tradition. And the strength of the apostolic has been watered down with much mixture 
what was once hailed as a radical reform movement in itself is desperate of reform it you have you are not in a religious structure you are son and daughter of God and you must become a new wineskin for the kingdom of God God is raising up a generation to recover the true apostolic in apostolic Christianity young leaders a generation rising up that is tired of church as usual they sick of religion they craving authenticity and the reality of Christ in his kingdom they're looking for the real deal father I pray this morning for vessels of honor that will now begin to honor your voice in their giving in their serving in their devotion to you that the word of God will become central to all the decisions that they make we rebuke every lie of the enemy this morning that sons and daughters will rise up with resurrected strength and ability and power you me, child of God being born again God's not calling you into a religious structure blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven it's time for you to come into your destiny I pray God bless you and strengthen you I pray that God opens up your eyes you must be born again otherwise you cannot see the kingdom and once you get born again now you need to learn how to honor God and walk away from structures and people and systems that are keeping you bound it's time for your liberty the kingdom is a blessed place it's the father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom but you need to put honor you need to put weight to what God is saying don't treat God's voice like everybody else's voice learn how to honor the structures that God has got if you do not honor the structures you look like somebody who's not saved man but the favor of the Lord is here you will no longer be lightly esteemed your prayer requests are going to become weighty in the presence of God none of your words will fall to the ground I speak that upon you because you are son and daughter of honor and let Jezebel know it's your season of fruitfulness you're coming out of that structures that are keeping you you are coming into a brand new structure of absolute freedom you might not have the dress code yet you might not have that house yet but you're going to become fruitful for the kingdom of God and you're going to walk in dominion all the days of your life I prophesy that upon you in Jesus mighty name oh don't let them despise your youth Tasman you are the CEO that God has raised up my daughter you are becoming fruitful for the kingdom of God you might not have man's approval but you have God's blessing on upon your life and you will become all that God has called you to be he raised you up he preserved you he protected you you might not have heard the voice of God but from today you're gonna to start to hear the voice of God because God's raising up a generation that hears his voice that understands his will that's coming into his destiny the Lord bless and keep you in Jesus name amen
thank the Lord for your life. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for being a blessing. Thank you for those of their tithes and their offerings. You are a blessing in the kingdom of God. The Lord strengthen you on every side. The Lord keep you, bless you in your giving. May you always honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruits of your increase. It may, be, it may be well with you. We bless you. You're having a tremendous week. The favor of the Lord is upon your life. You'll go from strength to strength, from glory to glory. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, divine help is your portion. God's strengthened in every side. God bless you. We love you. We long to be with you. We pray that God will open up their doors. We believe it's a month away and we will all be together again in the house of God. We love you. God bless you. Amen and amen. Thank you.